0: This is a HeadGum Podcast.
1: Welcome to Buckets. My guest today is a Knicks fan by day and a Nets fan by night. (laughs) Currently kicking ass in our over-under league. Please welcome to the show,
0: Adam Lustig. You're getting bucket buckets. Bucket buckets. It's hard. It's so that... musical the way he says it. <laughs> Are you extending it by some time every episode? Am no, I wrong it's mostly the same. That? Yeah, it's the same. It
1: just feels longer. It feels longer. Yeah. Now, yes. now the two
0: one and a half seconds just feels <laughs> it feels longer. like an eternity. Uh, thank um, you for coming back on the show. Thank you so much for having me again. I am a Nick fan by day and a Net fan by night. But the Nets. And I yes, I did choose the Nets over with the top pick and over under draft. That's right. Perhaps very questionably. No, it's but it's the well Wizards so under and uh, some other Pacers over. Pacers I I over. That's kind of doing the heavy lifting for me. And they are taking those. Those are two things that are trending like in the correct direction for you. Indiana. I just want to say not to leap in full <laughs> full force here, <laughs> but to me the East is so compelling. Yep. it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Is like kind of better than it's almost ever been like in my life. The parody in the East is so great and amazing. That's right. And I feel like right now the shine is all about Kawhi. Yeah. He's like probably going to be the MVP. Giannis, if not Kawhi, Giannis will be the MVP. Yeah. The Sixers are a blast. But like, is Indiana actually the best team in the East? They might be. <laughs> and you know what throws people off the scent
1: is the poor start. Like, OKC okay, and yeah.
0: in Indiana, I
1: feel like, started like 1-4, and 2-5. Yes. and five, And now nobody's talking about them. Like, it takes like yes. months for people to like, wait a minute, these two teams are good. Yes. But my brain had written them off.
0: Written them off already. In October. And Indiana is just, bo- like, Indiana, no offense, to anyone as a state is boring. There's just something about the Pacers. Like, they've always been good to such a degree that like we've become numb to like the Pacers' medium to high success. They're always there. So we've I, I just think as an NBA we've fan, numb. we've totally, totally inoculated to how good the Pacers kind of always are, but they are so good. <laughs> they're the best ones. They're the only team that shut down Giannis this year. The only team. What did that, he do against them? Nothing. They defended him. They defend like they're the only team that is like successfully gang defended ended Giannis that's pretty fun I'm getting ahead of myself it's I have so, so much fun now, yeah. I like
1: I wanted to warm up get into it but like okay. within 90 seconds sorry we're screaming about a game <laughs> that the Pacers had against the Bucks. sorry I gotta calm myself down it's good here. there's no there's no ramping up when talking about basketball mm-hmm. it's zero to
0: 60 I'm fully ramped
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just like hey welcome to the show and then there was one game where the Pacers <laughs> like whoa how did we get here so fast sorry I want to I, I want to gradually myself. rise but no it's good right. uh pace yourself you yes say. thank you um I wanted to warm us up, as always, great. with a little brain teaser, yes, a little please. buster, a little riddle, a little name game. Cool. We're talking about NBA players who played for Syracuse. Oh, great. This is your sweet spot.
0: Okay, cool. So I did a little bit of research. There have been shockingly, not shockingly, but fewer than you would imagine, I think. The correct. Yes. Fewer than I imagined. Yes. Since
1: Derek Coleman was drafted with the number one pick in 1990. A bust, one might say. There have been thirty, thirty-one <laughs> 31 or so. No kidding. Syracuse Orangemen in the NBA, but in like 30 years. <laughs> yes. Um... Let's see it's if you not can a aim great ha-
0: success rate. Let's see if you can aim half. Okay, great. I mean, from those early days, we have Ronnie Sykley, we have Sherman Douglas, uh, Derek Coleman was obviously the number one pick, he was like the star of that era, Lawrence Moten made it to the NBA, that's a little bit later in the 90s, John Wallace made it to the NBA, Otis Hill, I don't think ever made it. I'm not seeing it. He him. was actively bad. I'm not seeing so him. So I don't think he made it. You're at five. From the later era, then we have Jason Hart, we have Atan Thomas, we obviously have Carmelo Anthony, Hakeem Warwick, maybe my favorite of the Syracuse Orange that I made to the NBA. We're at nine, you're doing great. Shoot. Um, uh, my memory is starting to run Can a little squeeze out six more. dry here. Who else? You're
1: all the way up to like 2003, so you got like the last decade and a half.
0: Oh, what's his name? From. Malachi Richardson, I think, is in the league. That's Didn't correct. he slip his that's way a, into the NBA somehow? A, yes, the 2016 uh, draft. Um, I'm that's trying. A 10. Up to 10? Okay. Yep. I'm trying to think of some others from like the late 90s, mid 90s era. I don't think anyone else from the Moten clan made it. You can it.
1: go relatively recent too. There's a bunch even in the last five years.
0: Yes. Um, I would love a little bit of a hint, Amir, if you okay. wouldn't mind. Uh, or just we got a, little a little bit of a bump. Yeah. We got um, <laughs> we got a There's, few
1: ex-Lakers. Mm.
0: Did I say? Uh, oh no, Jason Hart. Um, well, shoot, I'm. i, my, I, 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 I this be guy, dry here
1: This guy is a po- human pogo stick. It was like the number three or four pick in the draft. Then bounced around a bunch. He was a Clipper. He was a Laker. Sorry,
0: side note, Johnny Flynn. I just <laughs> want to add Johnny Flynn to the list. <laughs> I know. one of the, another huge bust. That's correct. Johnny Flynn made it. That's eleven. Po- human pogo stick bounced around. It's yeah. not ringing a bell. Six I, foot I, eleven. So, uh, sort of
1: just can jump out of the gym. Well, shoot. Well, how with am I? Pretty good corner three. God, how am I blanking on this person? Wes Johnson.
0: Oh, Wesley Johnson. <laughs> my God, human pogo stick.
1: <laughs> yes, Wesley. Johnson. We have a rookie of the year. Uh, wow! 2013 rookie of the Wait, year. Wait, what? Who hasn't done much since?
0: There was a Syracuse player who was Rookie of the Year in 2013 who hasn't done much since. This is a real gap in my knowledge. I almost feel embarrassed. <laughs> no, you'll know it. 2013. It,
1: it just, your brain can't access please, it right please, now. Please, please, please. Help my brain. Michael Carter-Williams.
0: Michael Carter-Williams, of course. <laughs> yeah, he did win Rookie of the Year. And he moves slow. He's too slow. Yeah. And now he's on the Rockets, opinion. maybe? Yes. I don't
1: know if people care. Michael
0: Carter-Williams, of course. Uh, yes. Uh, Tis the Season. Yes. A holiday player. Oh, yes, Christmas. What was his first name? Hakeem uh, or Raheem. Raheem Christmas, Christmas. He made the league. That's right. He wow. the league. Wow.
1: Good for Rocky. At the very least, he was drafted. Yes. Uh, we got a Grant son.
0: Oh, yes. Jerry. Uh, uh, Jerry. Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. Where did Jerry Inn go? Where Jerrion? did his brother go? Yeah. He wasn't a Syracuse guy, but those are, that's Horace Grant's sons, right? Yeah. That's or nephews Horace. or something.
1: Yes. Oh, and then, of course, Dion Waiters. Dion Which Waiters. I mean, yes. You might have said, I already forgot. Uh, no,
0: I don't think I said that. I missed a few of the obvious ones. Just yeah. And then of. there's
1: some recent players that I don't really like know. Like Andrew you... White? Don't know. Tyler Lydon? Don't know. So you you stopped watching Syracuse basketball?
0: Yeah, that's actually one of the things that I almost like had noted to talk about was like how the NBA is so good that I have literally, it, <laughs> it has fully replaced my desire at all and my curiosity for college basketball completely. Yeah. Because yeah. when I was a kid and I was growing up, I liked college basketball more than the NBA. Interesting. And I was like, and I think it was because I was in the thick of that mo- that mid-90s Allen Iverson, Lawrence Moten, it was really the heyday of the Big yeah. East. And college basketball was so good. <laughs> the Kentucky Wildcats were running shit. It was like really, really great. Yep. Uh, And I sort of coveted the Sports Illustrated college basketball TV more (laughs) than the NBA one. I just like college more. And now I find that... And this is a perfect example. I just have this mental gap of <laughs> yeah. like mid 2010s. I right. paid no attention to college basketball whatsoever, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I think that's testament to how good the NBA actually is. Yeah, <laughs> there,
1: there's also no orange team in the NBA. Yes, I guess that's the right. Suns
0: kind kinda. of, kinda, but not really, kind of. And the Jazz have that like orange jersey now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you can't get an orange men Syracuse yes. style. And let me uh, posit this theory why, okay. why Jim Bayheim and the Syracuse Orange produce few truly <laughs> transcendent NBA talents. Yeah, there because,
1: are, there's a good list of players here, but none of them really
0: made an all-star team except for maybe Melo. That's right. Carmelo I would say maybe is the only yeah. one and here's why I think it comes down to it as simple as this Syracuse part of the institution of Syracuse basketball is the 2-3 zone that's like the whole thing about Syracuse <laughs> is that they play this 2-3 zone that Bayheim has coached forever uh-huh. that it's like you know it is integral to the culture and to the history and to the narrative of Syracuse basketball is this 2-3 zone and so none of these players can play defense <laughs> they come out of Syracuse they cannot play defense like so it, the one thing that's integral to
1: Syracuse basketball is the one thing that you can't do in the NBA correct
0: <laughs> and it yeah. Exactly. And I know that like zone defense has become a little more popular in the NBA, but like it hasn't really. Right, like right. no one plays zone. <laughs> right. And like that's the only thing they know how to do at Syracuse. So it just like sets up a very it it's a very sort of incongruous skill set to the NBA. It is a
1: very college thing, the zone super defense. College-y. Where it's like collapse in the corner, swing it around, thirty-five second shot clock, yes. try to attack the gaps. Yes. Everyone's just a little bit
0: slower. It's super slow. Yeah. And like the and that's what I'm saying about like Michael Carr Williams and even Eton Thomas was maybe the greatest defensive force that Syracuse has ever had, but that's like pure shot blocking. He was just down in the middle. Just down in the middle, anchoring the defense, and just like rejecting shots. (laughs) he was amazing to watch in college. (laughs) I went to a Syracuse basketball camp when I was in high school, and it was during the Jason Hart, Etan Thomas era, and there was one day where we all got to play with the team, and we got to play with Etan Thomas. Maybe still to this day the most physically impressive specimen I've seen in life. Wow. Incredible. He was the 12th pick in (laughs) the 2000 draft. Yes. Didn't do much. Didn't do much. I want to (laughs) say... I guess he can't Park your ass in the key. That's exactly right. In the NBA. <laughs> That's right. Or yeah. back to your Utkarsh episode, I want to say he might have been on the Jordan Wizards. That's right. For a spell. He was. That was like, He yeah. was. That's
1: correct. <laughs> yes. All right. We're tying
0: things in. All yes. Right. Uh,
1: we're about uh, 30-ish games into the NBA season. Yeah. Uh, I wanted this to be more of a topical episode, an Great. episode where we talk about today's game. I'm ready. I've already discussed with you at length growing up as a Knicks fan. Yeah. So why don't we dive into today's NBA? And Great. I figured uh the the outline of today's episode can yeah. be f- five things each of us yep. bring to the table that have surprised us, either players or teams, yep. about this season. Yes. There's a lot of unexpected things, things that we didn't know two, three months ago. Yes. Um so why don't we just alternate going back and forth? Fantastic. I'll let you start since Great. you're the guest after all. Oh, that's so kind of you. Uh, what has been the most surprising thing to you about this
0: 2018-2019 NBA season, Adam. One thing that I've sort of earmarked is how immediately the Jimmy Butler effect in Philadelphia has sort of, t- <laughs> the, the, the immediate impact. I think I was a little skeptical. Yeah, I've always been a Jimmy Butler fan. Okay. I love his tenacity. I love his defense. Yep. I'm very partial to like defensive, annoying defensive players. Yeah. Jimmy Butler is like one of the better on the ball defenders in the league. On yeah. the Bulls, he was so good. He is just like one of the like low key best overall talents in the league. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah. His personality kind of... Tends to outshine that because he is kind of bombastic. He is a bit of a shitster. Clearly, <laughs> like locker room cancer? Question mark or is it inspiring? Question mark Like a little bit of column A, a little column B. Yeah. This Minnesota thing that kicked off the season was fully bonkers, <laughs> and it was just like, oh wow, maybe he is actually unstable. Maybe he's like unwell. It was unprecedented. Unprecedented in yeah. terms of like, oh wow, he's like he's uh, he's unstable and like he's bad for <laughs> basketball teams. And but and so they traded him to Philly, and I was like, okay, this is going to take a minute to gel yep. like Embiid is a huge personality yeah like how 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 is Philly gonna just throw in a Jimmy Butler which is a huge yeah. kind of that's a huge meatball it's to a just huge like th- usage rate huge player. usage rate he needs he's the ball the, he's the one that needs the ball at the end of the game right and within the first I want to say three games he had hit two game winners <laughs> and I was like oh if this is gonna work out just fine <laughs> it was like right away he was the best player on the court like I want to say the <laughs> second game as a sixer he had a a, a game-winning three-point shot yeah and so that was one of the surprises to me was like how seamlessly and immediately, now look, we're only a third of the way into the season. Him and Embiid could clash. It they could already are apart. like
1: starting to like, Embiid's kind of like saying some stuff to the media where he's like, I'm not used to being not the top dog. I don't know if I like it Ooh, being this way. Delicious. And now, now it's like, now you start seeing the seams. The a fissures. Bit. Start yes. To,
0: what do you, do you have faith that the Sixers team chemistry will, how do you think this is going to play out? I, know, I, I have confidence. I have faith. In them, and I think that they'll still remain excellent.
1: I have faith in them too, and it works out because they're they're th- one of their big three can't shoot, so that's uh, that's literally how Ben Simmons doesn't yeah. have a jump shot. That's a good that's a he good start.
0: Refuses to yes, and <laughs> then
1: like there's you know there's a history of a uh, two guard playing with a great center. Yeah, that should work. Yeah, Kobe and Shaq can figure it out. Yes, and Embiid and Butler can figure it out.
0: I mean, like the Kobe and Shaq comparison, it may sound hyperbolic, but like I think the best case scenario of Butler and Embiid is, I mean, they could be dynastic and like if they can just it's the closest thing we have yeah but the problem is these they're
1: so different it seems yes and like w- but
0: how how you mean in personality yeah I yeah. mean like
1: uh, Embiid is kind of a troll he wants the ball he wants to pump up the crowd I think he yes. wants it to be his team yes and Butler is a little more like you have to play your ass like you have to play yes. your heart out yes you have to play your ass off yes you have to like try as much as possible that's why he didn't get along in Minneapolis yes. Minnesota. yes uh, so he now he's in Philadelphia and now it's like you got to play your ass off. Let me hit the game winners. And Embiid's like, well, I was here. I was I hitting the, the game one. winners yeah. before you got here. <laughs> I was like pumping up the crowd. Everyone loved me. I was yes. posting stuff on Instagram about how I was taking real estate in people's heads. And yes. I'm a little bit sad.
0: Yeah. It is like Butler has sort of, personality-wise, his personality is so huge. Yeah, It is so kind of do- like dominant or something that it has, I guess you're right, it has sort of eclipsed Embiid's alpha. Yeah. I'm like the alpha entertainer here. <laughs> right. I'm like the Sixers fun one. <laughs> right, so, Like I'm the personality. Quality. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler just has this like, for, but I don't know. I think it'll work. But I think Cody it'll work. But the Cody
1: and Shaq thing is an uh, apt metaphor even with personality. Like, those two guys also didn't get along very well. Yes,
0: exactly. And they won ring after ring right. after ring after ring.
1: But, yeah, yes. I wonder why this one. Like, this is interesting because it's, it's – yeah, it makes sense. But like Shaq was the older one, and now Embiid's the younger, the one. younger one. Yeah, so the center is different aged than the two guard.
0: It is funny because like this, it is funny to have such a dominant young center. It's like we like because it this there like you're right. There's something about the center position where it's like you want it to be like the elder statesman. <laughs> right. Like I'm, I'm the tallest. I'm the oldest oak tree here on <laughs> and the I'm farm. Wise's yes, exactly. But no, he's not. No, he's not at all. And like in this Philly dynamic, Joel Embiid is the big man, but he's the youngest, the most immature, the most sort of internet savvy and playful and trolly, like you said. Yeah. But to me, it was just like stat-wise, like like game plan basketball-wise. I wasn't expecting Jimmy Butler to be such an instantaneous asset yeah and maybe i was being naive because I, again i love butler i think he's so great but the success the immediate success and i know they've been sort of struggling a little more recently right yeah I mean, it they've says kind of, they've
1: lost three or four i didn't even realize yes that. including a 30 point drubbing yesterday to the spurs
0: yes and the nets like whoop their ass That's like they right. lose some weird games yeah yeah that is weird yes but you know it's a, it might be a
1: chemistry thing when you add maybe the best player on the team yes it takes a little while for him to accept
0: but, Not like, really. I want to say, like, do you remember how ferocious that Sixers-Celtics playoff series was last year? And, like, how amazing and awesome and physical and great and sort yeah. of throwback in the 80s it was? So it's if gonna... we add
1: 60 games of experience to this team, it's going to be
0: fun. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I can't well, – but they're the team well, – where they're one of the teams I'm most intrigued to see in the postseason. Just, yeah. It's like, oh, oh, my. Well, the top five in the East, it seems, like, interchangeable. Every team would be favored at home and another under- exactly. one on the road. There's a good chance we get a four or five. I mean, Boston will probably keep climbing the rankings, I would imagine. Uh, but maybe not, because they've been sort of hot and cold. But like, yeah. there's a good chance we get a Sixers-Celtics first round matchup. Wow. It would be amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <'cause> five, <laughs> there's going to be a 5-4 matchup between one of these two teams. Yes. It's going to be great. That'll be fun. All, yes. right, all right. My turn. Yes. Um, here's what I came up with. Great. First shocking thing. Great. Never has there been more and less parody in the NBA. So here's what I mean by Yes. This. Never has there been more parody. Nine of the 15 Western Conference teams today, as I write, Um, as I speak this, yes, have 14, 15, or 16 wins. Wow. Nine. Super parody. Two thirds of the NBA of the Western Conference basically has the same record. Yes. And yet still the Warriors will win the championship. Isn't that fucked (laughs) up? (laughs) It's true. There is a middle class of like sixty-five percent of the NBA and yet still we know who will win the championship.
0: I am. I am. I agree with you that the Warriors will again <laughs> win the championship. But I just want to really examine our biases. Will they? They are the dominant favorite, right? Like they still are, right? So, of course.
1: Well, in Vegas, their odds of winning the championship are slipping. Are they? Yes. So I, I checked. Right. Uh, I think before the season, they were like one to two basically a $200 bet would win you $100 that's pretty good 50% of your 50% interest rate is really good if you're 100% sure that something is going to happen yes Yes. put your life savings in it you'll have half an additional amount yes now it's down to minus 150 it'll take if you bet 100 you'll get $67 back. yes it's just gradually
0: yeah gradually gradually slipping slipping. to
1: it might almost be uh, if we wait a little while it might almost be even money where like the Warriors have a 50% chance and then the rest of the NBA has a 50% chance. Yes. But it's not even there yet. It's like, there's there's this one team that has a two thirds chance of winning the title, and then against everyone everybody else, else has a third combined.
0: And those everyone else's are like fiercely even. There's fiercely such equity equal. among them.
1: That's right. And
0: it's like really fascinating. Like the the battle for second is ferocious.
1: Second through fourteen
0: is, is is interchangeable. Yeah, it doesn't
1: seem like there's that big of a difference between like Utah and Denver, truly Minnesota and
0: and OKC. Sacramento. Yes. And like everyone is sort of lumped in this. Like the ceiling could be. NBA Western Conference Finals. Yep. The floor could be lottery, and they're all there. <laughs> like everyone's there. Yeah, and like two to three game win streak, two to three yeah. game losing streak, just propels you from two to fourteen and back again. What how, What do you subscribe to? The Warriors' s- seemingly sudden and unprecedented up and downness. Oh my god, they can lose by twenty. It's yeah. like the Kawhiless Raptors team beat them by twenty in Oakland, That's and it was right. like oh. Like this hasn't happened in years. Like I know it's just one game, so don't panic and don't freak out. But like you can't help but be a little like it is outliery, isn't it? For the Warriors to get housed like that.
1: To me, it's why. To to me, it's one um, uh, injury. So Steph was out for a little bit. Yeah, Draymond's been out for a little bit. Yeah, Demarcus hasn't played at all. Yes, so we we haven't even seen them at full strength. Yes, and they're still you know. Second in the West right now, yes. So they're like
0: stumbling their way to a great record to another finals. Yeah. (laughs) Do you make anything of the Draymond Durant beef? Do you think that has any legs to it? I think that'll affect the uh, off season. Off season.
1: I think that. I think that'll push. I think Katie's leaving.
0: Oh, he's definitely leaving.
1: Yeah, I'm fairly certain
0: he's gone. He's for sure leaving. But yeah. I also tend to agree with you that like they will sweep the finals. Yes, <laughs> and I think <laughs> they the will six... sweep <laughs> the finals. Like, <laughs> like... <laughs> like... <laughs> I think I think it, it's kind of like
1: talking about college basketball it feels like yeah. a fifteen over two, where it's like yeah. when a, a when an upset is happening, like a fifteen seed can race out to a sixteen point lead in the first half, and yeah, like, you know, like the the number two seed uh, hasn't exactly. quite turned it on yet. Yes. So right now we're in that first half of the NBA season where it's like the the Warriors don't need to win. That's they right. don't care. That's they don't right. Need it. It, it. nothing scares them. Yeah. They're not even at full strength yet. They're not "quote unquote" trying their hardest because I also wouldn't try my hardest if I thought if I was playing a ten-year-old at one-on-one. Pace yourself. Yeah, and like he was up six to two and you we're can playing afford to half-ass
0: yeah, it. You <laughs> exactly. half your ass. I will yeah. save my
1: energy. <laughs> I don't. Sure.
0: <laughs> I don't need to play as hard as I can in November, December. It is scary that Demarcus hasn't even stepped one foot on the court, and he is. Maybe an (laughs) all-world talent. Maybe just like uh, yeah, and they already have four others. Uh, Yeah, like we forget that he is like for sure one of the dominant (laughs) big men in the NBA for sure. Like on it, like an Embiid level dominant force, and he has not even stepped foot on the court and has already been ejected. That's right.
1: Yes, he would be the best player on twenty other teams. (laughs) Yes, and he's the fifth player on this team.
0: Yes. So I think.
1: I don't know. I, I think there's still a lot of value in betting the Warriors to win a championship. Yeah, right I now. think they're going to win the championship. Like, are you going to feel like you, I feel like I'll feel like a smart guy if I put a lot of money on the Warriors to win a championship and they're like just <laughs> destroying the playoffs? Yeah, you're
0: like right. Well, yeah, obviously, obviously. obviously. Yeah. Why didn't I bet more money? Who, if you just your knee jerk sort of impulse, what Western Conference team do you think? poses the biggest threat to the Warriors. Is it Denver? (laughs) Yeah, it might be Denver. I think Denver's the second best team.
1: Maybe OKC, just because they have Paul George. Paul George is out of his mind right now. And then they have Westbrook, who's just kind of unguardable in himself if he gets like if he gets going. Yes. So I think those two teams pose the biggest threat to the Warriors.
0: Uh, Um, All right, number two for you. Okay, here's one that is sort of Laker centric and I'm earnestly curious as to what you think. Great. How the biggest surprise to me is the absence of LeVar Ball. The sort of the, (laughs) what, uh, to me, it's like, there's like a Laker mafia. It's like, what have Magic Johnson and LeBron James done? Like, I just imagine like a private meeting between the three of them where like Magic and LeBron sat down LeVar Ball and were like, cut it out. I can't. Yeah. Cut what, it what, out. What like, did they, they pay done? him off? They I was just have, expecting so much more, so much more chaos from him. So much more, so much more yammering, so much more yap, yapping, yeah. so much more. Yeah. I was expecting every game to be a bit of a LeVar ball <laughs> sideshow for every Laker anything to have like a side LeVar circus. That's and right. he has been silent MIA what like and I don't know if he's there
1: but people don't care about him yeah maybe TMZ sports has just stopped following him yeah. because he means less this year maybe uh or maybe like you said they're paying him off to be quiet I just feel
0: like there's like a – like, yeah, I just imagine sort of a sit down.
1: Which is pretty great. Like if you're LeVar Ball, you're basically like <laughs> yammering your way trying to build up this multi-million dollar empire. Yes, and the full Lakers come up to you, like, we'll pay you $10 million not to do an interview this year. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's also like to his credit, I mean, like everybody wins because like Lonzo, frankly, is sick. Like <laughs> I wasn't – I didn't know what to expect out of this guy. He's awesome. <laughs> He's so fun at basketball. It's outrageous. He and LeBron are like an amazing pair to get – specifically those two specifically together yeah. are so good. They're and very long and fast and
1: athletic. And Lonzo! High at basketball IQ, guys.
0: Super high. So it's like, to me, it's like LeVar's doing himself a, uh, a real service, whether intentionally or not. He's yeah. somehow been able to sort of swallow his ego and just let his son's basketball prowess speak for itself and it is working. Yeah. I can't help but think that there might be a LeVar. Do you fear, as a Laker fan, do you fear a pending LeVar, some sort of LeVar distraction or something?
1: I don't know. I feel like the LeBron and the Lakers have gotten too big that yeah like you, last year everybody was following around Lonzo and that was the story now yes. like Lonzo's walking around practice and it seems like nobody's following yes. nobody really cares because he's not even like the second best player on the team yes. like now everybody like LeBron is his own orbit Yes, and the Lakers are its own orbit, yes. orbit. then we have uh, Kuzma and Ingram yes. and Lonzo's in there too Yes, but it's not the Lonzo
0: show that's right um, I was expecting it to be a bit more of the Lonzo and Lavar show. Right. I was just, that was that's just something that has surprised me this season. I really expected LeVar Ball to be every day on ESPN 24-7, yes. starting his own Instagram channel. <laughs> like, him being undeniable and ubiquitous. He is totally ubiquitous. Just <laughs> he's been out of here. <laughs> yeah. he is, he's, he's not ubiquitous. Nowhere. He yeah. Is yeah. ubiquitous. <laughs> he's, he's ubiquitous. He's does, ubiquitous. Does, does Lonzo wear Big Baller Brand shoes still? We don't even know. Right. I just expected to hear <laughs> Big Baller Brand. I expected to already be sick of Big baller brand And now it seems I like even just, heard it. I It's like it. a cafe press store At this <laughs> point
1: Like what, yeah. what is it? Exactly <laughs> It's just a t-shirt
0: website now a, Yeah exactly I was just expecting LeVar to really see But to his credit And again I know He's also like Hustling for his other LaMelo Like yeah. his younger kid is Something was like, brewing Yes exactly So maybe his attention Is elsewhere Yeah, But I just like to think That like LeVar Like <laughs> passed on his daddy mantle To like Magic and LeBron And were like You'll daddy my son now but,
1: like, <laughs> You could be his father yeah. A better father Than I can ever it be seems To my so son worked Uh uh, my second thing yes. is also Laker related. Oh, okay, so we're great. just seamlessly going through. Please. Um, it, it's kind of silly to say that like LeBron is one of the most surprising things. Yes. But the fact that he's having one of his best seasons ever is a little bit surprising. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's totally ridiculous.
1: Like he's 33 going on 34. He hasn't missed a game, he hasn't taken a back to back off. 15th and 16th NBA season? Yeah, 16th. Sixteenth NBA season, longer yeah. than Jordan has played. And his first thirty games as a Laker, I just saw a stat, he's averaging twenty seven, seven, and seven, which beats it's his first thirty games as a Heat player when he was like in his prime at age like twenty seven.
0: It's really something that we're gonna need to examine as a as like a scientific community. At a certain like,
1: point, we're gonna have to be like, wait, stop playing basketball. We have to slice you open and see why you don't get sore, why you don't get injured. Kind
0: of though. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I mean I've talked about the I have wondered this before. It's like I just hope against so to me it's like you LeBron is either this um beacon of conditioning and, like, a forever lesson to every athlete forevermore to be like, this is how you take care of a body. Unbelievable. Like, this is how you do it perfectly. Or, is he, like, been on steroids this whole time? I'm right. like, we're gonna find out in 10 years and it's gonna be, like, oh, no! <laughs> even if it's steroids, I'm still impressed. Still so impressed! Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is seriously wild that he has never had a lasting injury ever, nope. ever sustained one. Nope. He truly gets better with age. What? Don't his knees hurt? He's not wearing, like, knee pads. Like, shouldn't he be, like, limping? More, shouldn't you be limping? Shouldn't you look shouldn't like you Patrick
1: Ewing in the last X amount of his career How where you, like he you can barely it. get
0: up and down the court? It's really surreal. No. I also do – he also is such a basketball – LeBron's the best man. Yeah, it's just like he is like so good for our world. <laughs> he is so good for our world because you can tell that he gets invigorated by younger talent. He and Lonzo had the triple double in the same game. night. Yeah. he is so stoked. He's jumping he, off the bench. He gets so stoked to like elevate his teammates. Yes, and there is a true uh, altruism in LeBron's uh, basketball philosophy that I think kind of keeps him young. Like Michael Jordan was out to murder you, and that you includes his teammates. <laughs> and so like you, he was not trying to help. Like No, Michael Jor- Jordan never jumped off the bench
1: when a role player dunked it and like, held his other teammates back. He's probably a little mad when
0: anyone else but he, like, but him is allowed to shine. Yeah. And LeBron is just such a mensch. Yes. I don't know, like, he's just such a menschy athlete. <laughs> he's that like, he, like, he's embraced Lance Stevenson. Everybody. Yeah. He likes this ragtag misfit, like, misfit sort of yes. group of weirdos. Like, yeah. he loves the challenge of starting over, dragging a franchise up from nothing and bringing them up. Like, he likes that. He loves seeing Kuzma shine. He loves seeing Ingram shine. He talks up his teammates so well. Yeah. He's like, and I think maybe That has something to do with like he's young in spirit. Like he's (laughs) he's the best teammate ever. I really think like you can't say you
1: can you can't say Jordan's a better teammate.
0: He's a horrible asshole teammate. (laughs) Like LeBron James is the best teammate teammate ever. Yeah. So I do think that he like not in like he doesn't like sap the youth from Lonzo and Ingram and just like keep him young, but a little bit. I think he like he's such a chameleon that he's sort of like he's on this like young, fun group of Lakers and he just sort of adopts that. Yeah. And he. (laughs) <laughs> just kind of lives in that. He's amazing. It's crazy that he hasn't been injured. And
1: the Lakers are playing better than I thought they would. I didn't think they'd be 18 and 12 after 30. Did That's you a not? pretty good. Yeah, I thought they'd be like, you know, kind of like when he went back to the, or the Heat were like yeah. eight and nine, where it's like, you know, it takes a 500-ish. while. 500 ish. Like this team was not good last year. And then you just added Lonzo, uh, LeBron, Javel McGee. Yes.
0: They've been playing great. Can I ask you a series of, of just quick Laker questions? Let's if don't fucking I just do to it. The topic. Okay. Finally. What As a Laker fan, what do you want out of Rajon Rondo? What do you want? What? How do you... We're in the playoffs. What do you see Rondo... Do you want him finishing? The, is he your finisher at point? Like, yeah. where does Rondo fit in to your ideal Lakers? I kind
1: of like the Rondo-Lonzo hype. Like, we yes. have JaVale and, uh, JaVale and Chandler at center. So Tyson when one Chandler. is out, right. the other one comes in. It's yes. like, we don't lose a beat. Yes. And Lonzo and Rondo are kind of like two of the same kind of players yes. at point guard. Yes. So when Lonzo's having a bad game, Rondo seems to, like, come yeah. in and finish the games. When Rondo's a little slow and Lonzo's having one of his, like, triple-double games, yes. Ron- Lonzo can finish That's the right. game. That's uh, right. So you see Ron- that as, like, the two-headed, the fun sort yes, of 2 Yes, exactly. It so seems you- like we have we have... Depth at that position. So, like, even so, Rondo's been injured since game 11. Yes. He's missed like 20 games. Yes. Uh, It doesn't seem like it because we have Lonzo in there. Yeah. And now Lonzo's getting the reps. So, like, I like that. I like that. Lonzo's getting the reps. Your
0: ideal fourth quarter playoff crunch time lineup is in the playoffs. You're finishing the game. It's a tight game with the Rockets. Yeah. It matters a lot. (laughs) Right. Who are your five Lakers that are on the court?
1: Uh, LeBron James. Duh. Uh, Kyle Kuzma. Yes. Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Lonzo Ball. Yes. JaVale McGee. And McGee. And those are like long athletic defensive minded players but, uh the one switch that i might do yes. depending on how the person is performing yeah. is putting in josh hart for either kuzma
0: or ingram over rondo because yeah so rondo's he's, like the a, a eighth, or
1: eighth man in that rotation that's right yes we're
0: very deep so deep 11 players deep here's another question i'll ask you what yeah. what would you think about a trade straight up brandon ingram bradley Beal, straight up yes Giving uh, away Ingram from Bradley. Would you want like, I just heard that bandied about and maybe it was The Ringer or something. Yeah. Like Bradley Beal is out there.
1: I think I would do that.
0: You would want that. Yeah, I think you I would want, want the
1: shooting. We we are not great three point and free yes. throw shooting. There
0: were just I was hearing some stats regurgitated that Ingram's numbers. It's like is Ingram actually a fit on the LeBron Lakers? Yeah. Is he? like yeah, he's yeah, yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, but like he is so good that is he more valuable as a trade asset? Frankly, because he yeah. could be any other team's alpha offensive That's option. Right. He period. He should
1: be the LeBron of a different team. <laughs> That's but right. Just he needs a
0: few more years to get there. That's right. And like his stats when LeBron is on the court are are it's just like it's just such a vast difference yeah. of Ingram's productivity with or without LeBron. That's right. I'm if you feel like you can afford to lose him, I First, think we if if we got an all star back, we can afford to lose him. Yeah, because
1: Kuz is like stepped up, Lonzo
0: stepped up, Josh Hart has stepped up. Kyle Kuzma, as a casual Laker watcher, Kyle Kuzma, I think, is my favorite Laker.
1: Yeah, he is. He's a awesome. He's a great offensive player. He's so fast.
0: <laughs> he's uh, uh, the Lakers are. He can shoot are,
1: threes. He can running hook. He's really, really good. And he's taking pride
0: in his defense. So. Here's my next question: Do yep. you care at all who coaches the team? Like, do you have any pr- uh, a preference? Is Luke Walton doing good or bad? Do you care? I think. Does it matter? I, <laughs> it matters a little bit to me. I do love Luke.
1: You love I him. love Luke as a young, cool.
0: He is like a even- cool guy.
1: Yeah. He seems like a smart guy. Yeah. Who's perfect for the new type of NBA. Yes. He's not like an old stodgety, we yes. don't need threes. Yes. He's like, he came up with the Warriors. Yeah. So he has that. And then he came up with Phil Jackson. So he has a little bit of that. Yes. And he seems to get along. He seems to acquiesce to LeBron when necessary. Yes. And he seems to like get along with the young kids as yeah. well.
0: Yeah, I think he's a really good fit for the Lakers. Yeah, it's who, pretty who
1: would you replace him with? I
0: don't know who's just better. Just LeBron than him. as player coach, like yeah, as that a Bill Russell, like fine. player. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, but truly though, like LeBron, like I've often like years ago, I was like LeBron should just player coach the Cavs. Yeah, like he was essentially
1: already doing it. Yes, like. he's like he's smarter. He has a higher basketball IQ than any coach. Truly, and he
0: knows the game better because he's for in sure. the game, so for he can sure. make calls and he can substitute. <laughs> Definitely come in, come out. No doubt. Yeah, <laughs> and like I wouldn't trust almost any other player with that <laughs> in the in the modern NBA with that sort of. Like, yes. to me, no one else is really that capable. Although, do you see, now that Rondo's been hurt, he's, like, very yep. coachy on yeah. like like really, that. Yeah. He's, like, really, really aggressively coachy. He's super
1: cerebral, too. Yes. I like Rondo a lot. I just
0: think it's funny that we've already forgotten that he decked Chris Paul <laughs> in the face day one of the season. <laughs> We're not talking about that anymore. You know, it's over. He punched Chris yeah. Paul square in the jaw <laughs> day one. <laughs> this Laker team is wild. <laughs> They're wild, man. I love this crew. Yes. Uh, all right. On to the next. Okay, yeah. I got one. Now, yep. this is, like, a little this is like a little sort of obvious it's like the two teams in the respective conferences are like are they this good as good as they're playing I would say Denver and Indiana because like there's a world where like Denver and Indiana like is that the final (laughs) like are they the two best teams in the league it would be a very sad final it would be sad and no one would care I think they would be I think
1: those two teams are very equal to each other in that they're a great regular season team like those teams will always try hard yes kind of catch people by surprise yes tough to win in their house like it's hard to win in Denver it's hard to win very hard to win in Indiana yes Uh, their superstar is like an A minus superstar correct and I think that's what fucks you in the
0: playoffs who would you say is Jokic the Nuggets alpha player yes he definitely is yes okay yes and he is like he is by the way what a gift to the NBA he's been. Yeah. He is such a gift. It's just a bonus little Jokic. A, tr- a bonus Jokic. <laughs> he's so, just like, he is just NBA's a NBA's cherry on top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we're already doing great. And we get Jokic. <laughs> like the seven-footer who shoots threes, four-point plays, behind the back passes. <laughs> so Fat guy who I'm can like... also like flip it up over his head if necessary. He's so fun. Great like, passer. His game is so fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, Indiana, I'm going to have to push back a little bit on you calling Oladipo A-. I. Yes. Okay. No. I'm not going to push back on that. I He's just a- think minus. Indiana is deep, man. Like the that Sabonis guy, Miles Turner, Thaddeus Young, Bogdanovich. Uh, that team spooks me, and I just think they are really deep. And I think that they're like low key the most well rounded team, maybe even more than Boston. Yeah. Just so like a little they're they're underrated, and I think it's like I said. I think we're numb to Pacers middling success. You know what it is? I think a lot of being a great team isn't having. Uh, the greatest
1: player. It's about having no bad players. Yeah, exactly. There's no bad like. Well said. I watch like uh, Portland and like at yes. a certain point like Myers Leonard is in there passing to Evan Turner and Al Faroukamine and you're like I don't trust these guys on the court at the same time. Well said. Denver and Indiana like. Top to bottom, like it's like the Gary Harris All Stars. Yes, like, exactly. This guy is great. Darren Collison think, is yes.
0: just gonna get eleven <laughs> assists a game. He yeah. just is. He's <laughs> just. They're all good.
1: Yeah, they're all good. Yes. So they're like Denver. Even is is suffering like through like an injury bug right now. Yes. You don't even realize. You it. don't even notice. They just slide the next three people up, and they're great. I know. Gary Harris is hurt. Paul Millsap is hurt. Doesn't seem to matter. And then when they're back, it's like holy shit. Yes. And now Isaiah Thomas hasn't even played. Yes. Imagine if he gets inserted. Wait, Thomas room. is on Denver. I say Thomas Didn't is on even realize. That's Didn't right. even
0: remember or realize that. They
1: signed up, they picked up Swaggy P. Now he's making threes for them. Wow. It's just hard to win in Denver. Yeah. And then if you win at home and split on the road, that's like what Phil Jackson always said. Like you have a 55-60 yes. win team.
0: Yes. Just really. Who's Denver's coach? I don't even know the Malone, answer.
1: Mike Malone. Oh wow, he's, he's from Sacramento. Great, uh, um, yeah. Denver and Indiana, two great teams. Denver, and they Sacramento, I would
0: also throw into that mix of like, oh, where'd you guys come from? Yeah, like they're, they're like the young, yes. super athletic, super freaky. I think they're averaging literally. I look hundred and thirty, a <laughs> hundred and thirty <laughs> points per game, not <laughs> overall. hundred and thirty. That can't be. Uh, I think uh, maybe I'm. <laughs> I, I may be way off here. Maybe, maybe I'm totally it. Maybe in like the last five or maybe, maybe had a at fever home dream. or something maybe like so. that. They are averaging a. Lot. Yes. A lot of
1: points for the Sacramento. Psychopaths. Yes. Yeah. For a team Foxes. that was the worst team last year. Yes. Their over under was like 23 or something ridiculously yeah. low. They're going to hit it by the All Star. Now pick. they're hovering around 500. Yeah. Uh, yes. uh All right. On to the next. On to the next. <sighs> Sophomore slumps. Yes. Three rookies last year that were fucking transcendent. Holy yes. shit. How are these guys so good as rookies? Yes. They were Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, and Ben Simmons. Yep. None of these three yeah. have taken a huge leap that's right um
0: donovan mitchell yeah that has donovan been one mitchell of the low key from,
1: surprises of the season so far has been like
0: where are you what's up
1: yeah where he, are went, you? he went from 20.5 points to the ga- per game to 21 his assists went down yeah his rebounds went down yeah his shooting percentage
0: has gone down i'm gonna say something a little bit snarky here and i don't even really mean it which is that i think donovan mitchell the, the rookie splash success holy shit of donovan mitchell was a maybe had a little bit more to do with didn't he win the dunk contest yes I think it was like he was a little, maybe a little bit more style than substance, just a little bit. Like he was so, and like he immediately, like Adidas, (laughs) spokesman, face of the NBA, the future. I think that was lumped on him really fast, kind of really (laughs) immediately. I think the dunk contest had a lot to do with it. And I think that he has been playing up to a bit of an unfair expectation of himself. Yeah. This season, obviously. The thing is like these guys
1: were so good as rookies, they almost made like the leap too early
0: because too early. now they're like yeah and
1: I, I i thought i read a tweet maybe it was harala Bob, it was like there's no there's no saying specifically that like every great uh rookie will be a, an even greater sophomore like yeah. some people just uh, peak or get great at age 20. That's right. And like now this is who they are. That's right. So like just because Jason Tatum is 19 years old and averaging like 14 ga- points a game and like six rebounds a game doesn't mean next year he'll average 20 and 10 and then the next year he'll average 26 and 12.
0: It's not, it's not innately linear. Yes. Or exponential. Yeah. It's like, these are, sh- yeah. Yes, it's like exactly. these are players
1: who might not get that much better for That's whatever right. reason.
0: How do you what What do you think about what why do you why Tatum? Why is Jason Tatum like what's going on in Boston generally like <laughs> Why are they so middling right now? I don't what know. What is it exactly? I don't know. Maybe they have too many good players. Yeah. Maybe they had high expectations
1: and they figured they, like last year with injuries, they had to play harder and it like yeah. caught, caught teams by surprise this yes. year. Yes. They added great players yes. into their already great team, and there's the also the fatigue thing where it's
0: just like you, these. The college basketball season is 30 games long, period, yep. and it's like you're playing 30. If you like, if you make a full run in the NCAA tournament, the maximum amount of games you play is 40, maybe. Yeah, which maybe. is half a season. Half a season, and yeah. now like. <laughs> <laughs> this, like, the NBA is obviously so, t- a 12-month year, obviously, is yep. so a 360, 24-7, 365 thing that it's like, there is a bit of, like, the rookie wall. Ha- like, you hit the rookie wall, This you're almost your second year of the league now, but Jason Tatum is, like, 150 games into his <laughs> NBA career, already five times the amount of games he ever played previously. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like There is, like, a fatigue thing. Yeah, maybe they are getting tired. You're just tired. Yeah. <laughs> you're just, like, you just are. But why weren't
1: they tired last year? They played great, like Tatum played great in the playoffs yeah, last year. It's true. It doesn't really make sense. Ben Simmons. Has uh, he really
0: fallen off, though? Statistically, maybe a little bit. Hasn't fallen off, but yeah. hasn't
1: increased. His his numbers last year were 15.8 points per game, yes. 8 assists, 8 rebounds. This yes. year, 15.9 points per game, 8 assists, 9 rebounds. Same. Roughly the same. same. Still great. Yes.
0: Still great. Yes. I'm not mad at him. Yes. Uh, we think both Simmons and Embiid obviously make the All-Star team, of course. I think so. Of course. Does but then, Jimmy Butler.
1: Yeah. Does
0: Jimmy Butler. Three, they don't have three All-Stars,
1: do they? <laughs> no way.
0: <laughs> 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 They'd
1: be like 21 and four by now. Yeah, exactly. They're not good enough to have three
0: All-Stars. Yes. Yeah. But that's another three. thing. It's like how Butler, like, you know, I just think, yeah, back to the Sixers, I just feel like... Ben Simmons to me is a generational talent. I feel like he is like, if all goes well, again, it's never exponential, like you said, and like anything could happen yeah. and it's like careers go up and down. But like Ben Simmons to me is like kind of as surefire Hall of Famer as we get. Like, I don't know, like he's a complete <laughs> player. I can't believe he's real. He's so good with no jump shot. He's <laughs> this good. How it, yeah. And how does he not, how did he not add that? Yeah. Like, if you spend an entire summer shooting threes, I could get better. Yes. Right. Well, that's what they say about LeBron, you know, is that like his off-season thing, speaking to your first point about like, how is he just tireless and always improving? Yes. He picked LeBron. It's like this Zen master who like, he's <laughs> talked about it before. He like picks one element of his game, only one, and works on just that all summer. <laughs> so it's so like just, with Giannis and with Ben Simmons, it's obvious shoot, that one thing just is. Just shoot. Yes. They've combined for eight threes this year. Wow, Giannis <laughs> and Ben Simmons have yes. combined for eight threes. Eight threes. That's three, really weird. Games.
1: Simmons, of course, zero. That's and really Giannis surreal. is like eight of sixty. That's wild. Like
0: what? How? How are you bad at threes still? You just you, for three months just shoot threes. Just shoot threes. Here's an adjacent question. I saw a clip the other day, maybe on House of Highlights. That was essentially a guy running from half court, taking off from behind the three point line, jumping <laughs> and like really like long jump style, like taking off from behind the three point line. And then ultimately, like, at about the free throw line, laying, laying it up for a layup. Is that a three-pointer? <laughs> that is a three-pointer. That is technically a three-pointer. <laughs> yeah. So to me, that's Giannis's best shot. Like, to me, I feel like Giannis could truly actually reinvent the three-pointer as a layup. Yeah. Like, he could lay up a three-pointer, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, if he just takes one step from half court, one extra step from the three-point I line, think he
0: could lay up a three-pointer.
1: And then lay up a three. <laughs> yeah. That'll, that'll give him a better shot than the 13% he's shooting hey, yeah. right now. Did you know. see that one clip where he took one dribble from half court? Yes. Lonzo did that recently too. Wow. Just long dudes. It's pretty
0: amazing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a Jason question, by the way, yes. is a great nickname for Jason Tatum.
0: <laughs> a Jason question. Adjacent <laughs> yeah. Jason question. Yes. Uh, uh, is it your turn? Okay. I think it's my turn. All right. What do I want to say here? I said that. I said that. Um, okay. Uh, well, here's the other thing I'll say speaking to, and this isn't really a surprise, but just notable, I think. And again, I wish I had this task in front of me and you probably do. <laughs> every team, I want to say every team in the NBA is averaging over hundred points a game. Every That single, was one of mine. Was it really?
1: Yeah. I looked it up a little bit. Every team, right? Yes. No one team. isn't. Yes. And for the last- 10 or 15 years, that's never happened. I was just going
0: to... Okay. You have all the information. I was going to go. Is here's, that here's some good stats. Please.
1: Every team is averaging more than 100 points per game, Wild. as you said. Wild. 10 years ago, only 12 were. So the majority of the league were averaging less than 100 points per game. That's... At this point, the worst team in the NBA, offensively, the Chicago Bulls, is averaging 101 points that's per game. That's so crazy. Also, in the last 10 years... Only one team of the last 10 years has averaged more than 115 points per game. And it was the Warriors like of two course, years ago. Of course. This year, four teams wow. are averaging more than 115, wow. including your Sacramento yes, Kings. Yes, my Sacramento Kings. Yes. Milwaukee's averaging 117.6. 117. 117. Which it would be the most if they, you know, it's a long season. Yes. But if they continue averaging 117 a game. Yes. Would be the most. Yes. Yes offensive explosion people are scoring more people are defending less it's impossible to defend as James Harden is currently exploiting yes
0: Popovich is getting cranky by the way (laughs) I also love by the way like this is just sort of like sub surprise it's yeah. just like Greg Popovich is getting cranky like did you see the great little exchange where he was like I don't like like just the three ball he was getting so ornery about the three ball he was like it's changed the game it's boring I don't even like it anymore and then Steph Curry commented on that post he just said nope yeah. Steph Curry <laughs> and it's also like isn't that just an amazingly fun element of the modern world that well, just like we get to yes. observe these athlete interactions yeah. it's so great And no other in no other decade where player Response to a coach's statement. Yes. Be so public. Yes. But I do feel a little Popovichian about, like, it is just weird. Like, last night, for example, I think the Jazz, every team in every game scored over 100, except there was one game, I think the Rockets beat the Jazz with like 102.97. Yeah. And it's like, 97? <laughs> you will literally don't stand. If you don't score 100, you <laughs> will lose. <laughs> how do you expect to win scoring 97? Truly. And it truly. used to be a lot. It's so wild how, like, the, the what is it, the Overton window, Or whatever it just has sort of shifted to, like, now it's just understood that every team team scores triple digits every game yeah, one, period 120 is the new hundred truly like 120 is pretty good
1: that's really wild but you look at the bad teams the bad teams i think i saw a couple days ago like the Nets beat the Rockets 144 to 127
0: 144 <laughs> and 144 then,
1: and then like the Nuggets played the Raptors and it was like 99 to 88 yeah so it kind of shows you like oh the good teams can clamp down yes. when necessary
0: and it'll tighten up in the postseason like it always does yeah like, it's hard t- to run teams out of the gym four games out of seven it'll really it'll tighten up in the playoffs I think and hope and not even hope I mean this is a fun version of the NBA yeah but I get I I do empathize with Popovich's crankiness like I get I get get why it just seems like the nature of the NBA and the nature of offense has changed so much in so relatively quickly yeah. that it is like a little whiplashy. I'm sure for coaches to be like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" Like now we need to we need to keep up with the Joneses. We need to take 63s a game. That's right. Like it's weird. But Not we only just 63s, have to.
1: but like Atlanta talks about a four point line, an imaginary three point line that exists like six feet beyond the three point line. Everything's in play. Where he wants to, he want like Trey Young should start spotting up from there to like stretch the floor even more. Is
0: this? Can we point? Is this the Steph Curry effect? I
1: mean, is this like it must be at l- heavily influenced by the fact that Steph can shoot 30 footers off the dribble yes. at like a 40% rate.
0: Maybe we talked about this in the last time I was on the podcast, but it also feels like the the culmination of D'Antoni of like 7 seconds or less, like what was planted in the Steve Nash, D'Antoni, Stoudemire era of 7 seconds <laughs> or less you fire up all the threes, like this is the na- this is the what it revolution. has wrought. Yes.
1: Yeah. And not only that, but you need players that have from age 10 to age 18 only been shooting these 30 footers so that they can now shoot at 35
0: to 38%. Yeah. Like a Trey Young but but you know, like a Trey Young. He should I Trey Young. Okay, maybe this is another sub surprise. Yeah. I was expecting him to be a bust, straight up bust. Trey Young's success <laughs> has truly frankly shocked me. Like how good he is in the NBA, how sort of moldable his game was for the league. Yeah. Shocked me. I thought he was going to get trampled. I want to put up let's uh, look up Trey Young. Yeah. I mean he, the team he, is shit the Hawks are bad obviously but like he is right. good
1: right. yeah and he has games where you're like whoa he had like yeah, 30 points and yeah. 10 assists yeah I wasn't expecting him to be the 20 productive. years old yeah uh, he's super good yeah he's averaging 15 points and 7 assists
0: I just I just thought he was I thought he was a bit of a joke <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know why like maybe just he's small he's so little he's I just a thought gimmicky that, type player gimmicky type player exactly I thought he was like good for college yes but he is really his game has translated he's sort of like numbed the pain
1: that uh, Atlanta had. As for passing on Luca, who is like once in a generation type talent. Truly.
0: Yeah. I think he's maybe my new, I mean, like he's pretty lovable. Yes. He's just like, he he has super duper star potential because to me, he's like, seems like a fun guy. Well,
1: he can also do, he he has the Ben Simmons, like high basketball IQ, great assist, but he can also hit that step back three. That's right. And like like
0: Simmons, when he plays, it seems slower. Yeah, Like they play like control. Yeah. Super under control. (laughs) And just like the game feels slow to him when he like does his little moves, like Tim Duncan almost. Yes. They just seem deliberate and perfect. he's 19? 19 19 <laughs> a he's, teenager he's unbelievable he's a teenager those maps are a fun team man they're, they're all fun the, teams. i know that's i know the great, that's the best part every every day Four of these teams will play like, each other. Like you were saying, like there's there's a super parody yes. that is kind like of unprecedented Dallas, Denver, in the Minneapolis, Sacramento. All these are them. all fun games. It's like They're there's all pretty a f- evenly matched. There's only a few teams that are truly truly bad and out of the running. It's like the Hawks, Bulls, Knicks, and Suns. It's like beyond that, I don't know. There's maybe one or two more, but like and even the Suns are playing well now. Yeah, Devin Booker's back. They won three games in a row. And the Knicks, like on the right day, will sneak up and like and like Upset a team, you know what I mean. But who's the least fun team in the NBA
1: to watch? Is there a game where uh, team where you're like, I have no desire to see this team?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so
1: much everywhere. The
0: Bulls are fun because they're a garbage fire right now. And also, and this is being sincere, I have not been (laughs) totally caught. I'm not fully caught up. Could you explain to me the Bulls, (laughs) like that coach practice drama? I'm not. I didn't totally get all the info.
1: In a few sentences, uh, the Bulls fired their coach, of course, replaced him with a new guy named Jim Boylan, who had the same name as an old coach named Jim Boylan. (laughs) Uh, and I guess he's this <laughs> bald-headed Thibodeau hard-ass guy yeah. who believes in three-hour practices even after back-to-backs. That was like the first thing he did that got him like that, yeah. That the wrong and then way. the players are like, "We don't want to do this." Yes, and so they almost boycotted the practice, Amazing. but instead they texted each other and showed up to at least have a meeting and airing of grievances with this
0: coach. First day, his yeah. first day, <laughs> no, yeah. first, week. Uh, first week, first yeah. week, first yeah. week, yeah. And this was the day after they lost by fifty-six points oh my to Boston. God, yeah. So they're kind of in disarray. And they got in a fight last night at Oklahoma City. Yes, they did. They got in a little bit of a brawl. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah. So worst, least least fun team in the NBA to watch?
0: I mean, I hate to say this, but a little bit like the Celtics, I know they're really good. But like when I'm watching NBA TV and like Celtics highlights come on, I can't, I can't, I don't know. There's something about Boston that's leaving me that, I don't know, I find them dull. Something about it, I can't put my finger (laughs) on it quite. Kyrie's nice and he's great, but like... I wanted Gordon Hayward to be more Gordon ready. Not much, yeah. Gordon Hayward's not much. I don't know. There's something about Boston that bores me a little bit. I know they're good and will be good. Yeah, but I don't know. They're not little, exciting. Not to me. Yeah. Who's your Who's your most boring team? Uh, yeah. <laughs> God, most boring team. It might be uh, Detroit, maybe? Detroit's there too, aren't <laughs> Detroit's they? Detroit's pretty bad. And even though they're like doing well, they're and doing like, pretty like, well. Blake Griffin is like playing fine. Lake Griffin's doing great, actually. Yeah. yeah He's like 25 and 10. But but why
1: are they so dull? There's just something. About... I don't know. Is it the lighting in the arena?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm a Knicks fan, and the Knicks are tough to watch.
1: The Knicks are not tough.
0: Great. Yeah. <laughs> Tough, are you watching Knicks games yeah, I watch the highlights I don't really watch that I mean Alonzo Trier I'm glad that they like signed him to a thing because at least he's like flies high and dunks yeah. and is, like has some sort of sex <laughs> appeal but like the Knicks can be tough
1: how about what what team have you watched the most this year what games of which team have you watched, the, seen the most?
0: I mean, the Raptors. I've watched more Raptors than anything else. I mean, like, uh, I just feel like they're really intriguing to me right now. When we did our our fun buckets over under, I think I foolishly picked the Raptors under. I think oh, they were going to be a complete disaster. Right. I don't really like Kyle Lowry. I thought Kawhi was going to come in and <laughs> fuck with the chemistry. Whoops. Yeah. He's <laughs> easily the best player in the world. Probably get him with the MVP. They're the NBA Finals favorites. <laughs> but they're they're really, really good. They're fun to watch, They're too. really, really fun. And and Kawhi, Kawhi to me is the ult- – we were talking about like Luka and players for whom the game sort of slow down. Kawhi to me is almost the ultimate that. He seems to play at just an <laughs> entirely different – tempo yeah. and pace than everyone else. And you can't do anything about it. Nothing you can do about it. He he's makes no stronger. quick moves. No. There's no quickness. It's just perfection.
1: His his uh, inside out dribble isn't even an inside out dribble. He like dribbles forward and then takes it back. It's not there's no like real cross. There's no flash.
0: He doesn't have mo- no flash.
1: He just does. Uh, it's almost like a slow motion stronger Michael Jordan. As evidenced by his shoe deal
0: being with New Balance. <laughs> it's just like nothing is more Kawhi Leonard <laughs> than just like New Balance. Like the door <laughs> Dorky suburban dad running shoe. That's that's the shoe I choose. <laughs> new Balance. Uh, Kawhi, all right, is it, new it my balance? turn? Yes.
1: Uh, 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 Russell Westbrook is averaging a triple-double. Did you he know is? That? Yes. Is
0: he really? You're surprised. Genuinely
1: surprised. He's <gasps> averaging 20, 10, and 10. That is wild. Nobody cares. That's truly wild.
0: Nobody cares. That's so crazy <laughs> that he, and didn't he average one last year? Yes. That, this is insane. It's <laughs> just like, it is, it is insane. He is a victim of like, talk about, like we become numb to think th- Numb to think so fast. I was yeah. saying like the pace for success. Yeah. Westbrook's. Well rounded excellence yes. is is so commonplace. It's a it's this thing that people say about
1: happiness that you get used to your level yeah. of success, wealth, fame, fortune, whatever you value. Yes. And if it stays the same, even if it's high, yes, you start getting less happy. Yes. All we're looking for is rates of change.
0: That's right, rates of change. And but when we mentioned Westbrook the, thunder- is the
1: same. The same.
0: And before we were like, Paul George is really killing it <laughs> yeah. for the, It's like Russell is averaging a triple <laughs> fucking double. Averaging again, <laughs> again, for, for like the first year three years. About. It's insane. Yeah, he is, uh, he, somehow he is now, again, underrated. Yep. Underrated. (laughs) You can make a... Rock-solid case for him as MVP every year. Yeah. Triple-double. Triple-double. I did double. not know that. Yeah. That's 20, really 10, impressive. That was one of my surprises. How I do picks. you feel like the Thunder are going to do postseason-wise? Do you think they need to make a trade? Do you think, do you think they're lacking? I think they're great. Some... They're yeah. like,
1: uh, for whatever reason, Billy Donovan has them playing differently now after like four or five years of mediocrity. I was yes. like, he was the reason they're not very good. Yes. They're playing great defense. Yeah. Steven Adams is great. Yeah. Their bench is finding role players. Yes. They're like plucking people off the... Uh, their
0: bench. Yes. Uh, Paul George is playing one of his best years ever. He really made the right decision there to stay. Uh, I mean, like, in yeah, retrospect, it's but, fun. like, it, yeah. We're, as an NBA fan community, we're glad you stayed, Paul. Yeah. We're glad you stayed with the Thunder. It's just like you and Westbrook are a nice two-headed beast. I, w- I really want to see a different dimension
1: where he chose the Lakers just to see w- how good they'd be right now. Yes. if if Because
0: they would have the exact same team and Paul George. And Paul George. Yeah. Well, that's what intrigues me with this Bradley Beal. Again, I think it was on the ringer. They were like, I don't know. Like, I could see this Ingram for Beal. Someone is out there. Maybe yeah. I think Jonathan Sharks, like, threw it out there. I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, the Lakers with a perimeter shooter in that mold of, like, a really Deft wing.
1: Yes, is that's the one thing we do lack. Yes, we don't yeah. have like a knockdown shooter. That's right. We like get streaky, or we're like nine of thirty-eight from three. That's right. Josh Hart is kind of that. No, Josh Hart's he, pretty good. Kind of. That. Yeah, he's our he's our closest thing to a knockdown three-point yeah. shooter.
0: The other thing that freaked me out about Ingram, not freaked me out, but surprised me, was that Rondo Chris Paul fight. I did not realize that Brandon Ingram <laughs> was so fighty. Yeah. Like, that, that he, was, him. he scared me the most. Like, he was swinging wildly. And he came in from nowhere. Why? Wildly, like and he haymakers. Didn't come, yes, he didn't
1: come in to break up the fight.
0: <laughs> he came to escalate it. He
1: came in to wake up the fight. Yeah. <laughs> he came in just swinging yeah, indiscriminately.
0: Like, I was like, oh, Brandon.
1: They're like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all
0: right, all right. <laughs> That's a, like, he's another guys missed like a week of games lakers yeah still chugging along still chugging yeah. yeah um okay and my other okay i'll just say this for a surprise i know i kind of briefly mentioned this before but like the pacers bucks game from maybe the uh, last week i was like oh Yo-, the surprise was giannis is guardable because like to me i was getting worried how Actually, they do that how did they, they do him? that? They just sort of, I was listening to like some analysis on it. They just sort of like made a almost a wall in the paint and they like really dared everyone else to beat them. You're gonna do it, Brogdon. You're gonna do it, Middleton. We are simply gonna swarm Giannis. We're gonna yeah. triple team him. We are gonna make him our sole focus and like we're gonna have the other Bucks beat us. We're not gonna let Giannis dunk on us all day. And it worked! And for the first time all season kind of like someone successfully clamped down Giannis because I was getting truly worried that Giannis was too <laughs> good, like too unguardable like problematically unguardable for the NBA. Yeah. And it was just nice. I was like, okay, the Pacers did it. They found a way to like at least limit him a little bit. He
1: had 12 points on yeah. four of six
0: shootings. Yeah, ex- yeah exactly. Like, just kind of <laughs> for the yeah. first time, we're able to limit him. I just thought, I was getting worried that he was unlimitable. Yeah. And truly unguardable <laughs> in a way that was sad. Because so, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, he just gets a running start and stretches and or
1: overpowers he, you. And like, there's true, you're truly helpless. Is he the closest thing to Shaq in that race? Regard? i think so where he was like footwork plus strength plus size equals can't stop i him. think so
0: to me i was i was t- great analogy i was sort of um again worried is a strong word but i was anticipating that he was reaching the shack level of like if he touches the ball, it's a basket. <laughs> if he has the ball in his possession, it's a dunk, probably. And like that was scary to me for some reason, like existentially as a basketball fan. Like so that every 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 great force needs a resisting force to make yes. this interesting. And
1: who can who can stop him? Who can guard him? Who's the best at guarding him?
0: Embiid? Question mark. But he... like this, I think the Pacers found the blueprint. It was like remember when that guy wrote the book The Jordan Rules in yes. the late eighties? It was like yeah. Jordan was approaching that thing of like there's no stopping him it's bad for the nba right it's bad and weird (laughs) that he's this good (laughs) disproportionately and i was worried that Giannis was approaching that rarefied air but then the pacers these indiana pacers slow down if you gang defense if you triple team if you really make chris middleton have to make seven threes to beat you then so be it he might be uh
1: leading um The MVP race as of now, Giannis. Yeah, he's averaging twenty-seven, thirteen, six assists. Yeah, he's the MVP. Fifty-nine percent from the field. He's the MVP. I mean, it's either him or Kawhi, right? uh,
0: I mean, like I
1: don't know. Steph's been playing great too. Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph Curry yeah has he yeah are his
0: numbers that are, like gaudy this year I just haven't like yeah when he wow. plays he missed like eight games in a row but yeah. he
1: was averaging like five threes a game yes. which like has never happened before yes. and then by and the way he might be the best
0: the, maybe, yeah. at the end of the season But I have James Harden in my fantasy James Harden is also just like quietly putting up the gaudiest numbers you've ever seen what does
1: he average like 45 in the last like four or five games he's he a leading
0: scoring yeah. <laughs> two consecutive back to back triple doubles one it was a 50 11 and 10 against the Lakers I want to say <laughs> yep. 50 11 and 10 <laughs> that's oh, two good oh. games <laughs> That's two good yes. games. Yeah, exactly.
1: He averaged 25, 5 and 5 in each half.
0: In each half. Yeah. That's scary to say <laughs> when you say it like that.
1: Yeah, but he is getting kind of a backlash recently since the Laker game. People are like starting to like. What are people saying? They're saying that one, he's drawing contact that isn't necessarily he's been doing there. That for years. Yeah, and two, he just travels. He's kind of cheating slash
0: gaming it a little bit the too much. The little the little like clip that was making around from last night about him taking two, two step, step back. It was just like was like egregious <laughs> traveling. Yes. So it was like an egregious travel, and they didn't call it. They called it a foul. No, they yes. did not call it a travel? They, call, they did not call it a travel. That's So goofy. That's so goofy. <laughs> (laughs) That's (laughs) just so funny. I don't know if there's a player that's more annoying to like see your team play against. Annoying. Again, he is the star of my fantasy team. I hate James Harden's (laughs) game. I loathe it. I find him, I find like he is a ball. He is like such a black hole for the ball. Yep. He takes out like all the traditional sort of kvetches about James Harden, I kvetch about. He takes up 20 seconds of the shot clock, dancing, dribbling, dancing, dribbling. And I think that they will suffer in the postseason. I think that they will flame out once again. Yeah. Don't you?
1: Once you can lock down on what he does, and once you like tell the refs, hey, he's not really getting fouled when he's going up yeah. for three just because someone's touching him. Yes. I'm going to land in front of him. Don't let him lean into me yes. and you draw the foul.
0: like. A third of his game is just figuring out how to get to the line 18, 19, 20 times a game. Yes. It's insane. You know who else does that? And I know that because he's also on my fantasy team, but Devin Booker. Devin Booker, again, is like one of the most potent offensive forces in the NBA. Because he can get to the line. Get to the line, man. He is so good at that drawing contact, like a master of the and one. Just like so good at that.
1: It's such a weird skill because it's not a fun skill, but it's good for the player to have. That's right. It's like uh, CJ McCollum talks about how bad he is at it. Like he shies away from the contact because like that's what you do intuitively. Yes. Like if a player is like going to jump into you, I'm going to fade away and try to yes. score. No, you have to rewire your brain absorbing like, yes, not only absorbing it, but like not even trying to make a shot. Yes. Like, okay, this guy's in the air. I'm going to get to the line right yes. now. And he yes, yes. He shoots 90% from the line. So like if he wanted to. James he, Harden does or McCollum. Uh, McCollum. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. There's something just vexing about this this whole like James Harden take the ball top of the key. No, there's the Houston Rockets offensive movement as a team is is nowhere. Yeah. They do not set screens for each other. It's just like hero ball only. Yeah, and he just like does the thing where he tries to find your <laughs> weakness in balance, and then fine with seven seconds on the shot clock like, exploits it. And it's like that's great. Like he's so potent at that. He's amazing at it. But it is like troubling to watch it's just (laughs) and like frankly like in crunch time in april come may and june it does not work no doesn't work no (laughs) excited to see them fail again in the playoffs i'm I'm if they make it there if they make it yeah they're they're not
1: a great team right now yeah they're very 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 top heavy yes uh all right uh those are at least five each each of us do you have anything left
0: I like, do we talk about Anthony Davis enough? Like, to me, like, what? Like In the world, is, no. The, yeah, like, this isn't even, like, a surprise thing. But, like, is he, what's going to happen? <laughs> does he finish the season on the Pelicans? What I, happens to Anthony Davis?
1: So here's the weird <laughs> thing, and I've tweeted about this before. Okay. The Pelicans yeah. are number two in the NBA in scoring. Wow. They have Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis. Right. Maybe two of the best, like, point guard, center, yes. offense, two-way player. Yes. Great defense, too. Yes. And they are currently under 500 um, and 12th in the West. How? They're 15 and 16.
0: So, like, what? How? They
1: have Julius Randle. They have Niko Miritich. They yeah. have great players, a great team.
0: Pelicans are a mystery. Yes. They're an enigma, aren't they? They the should second be highest 18 sco-
1: and 10 right yeah. now.
0: How are they scoring more than anyone and losing more than It's just like how. They what? must
1: not be guarding well. Or when those two players get to the bench, yeah. they're not playing well enough. Yeah.
0: Because um, Anthony Davis is straight up. again, generational talent, maybe like the, actually maybe the best (laughs) basketball force in the world. We've been talking about LeBron, we talk talking about Harden, everyone else, like Giannis even. Anthony Davis to me is almost like on the Giannis level of like, Holy shit! Like new body, new new basketball idea. But he's bas-
1: but he's Anthony Davis or he's Giannis, but he can shoot threes. He yeah, can shoot the eighteen foot fadeaway too. He's kind of like a more Jack Kevin Durant.
0: Yeah, like, I just feel I, I don't know. Like uh, I know that like the like traded to Boston has been like floated out there. I just wonder. I just wonder what you think. Does he get moved? So or? he has
1: this year left on his deal. Yeah, uh, and then one more year, and then he's a free agent. So the question Holy is, crap. He, he's averaging 28 and 13 right He's now. crazy. Yeah, he's like Shaq numbers. He's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and like two and a half blocks a game. Yeah. He's Shaq, but yes. he's 25, 26 years old. Yeah. He has two years left on his deal. So the Pelicans have to say, okay, do we trade him now? When yes. When his value is so high. Yes. Like imagine what they can get from a haul. A real hall, truly, <laughs> like a real team, basically. Yes, yes. Th- th- he he can command three great players plus draft picks. Yes, like, he's, you're losing him in free agency. You are. He is gone. That's what it's starting to look he's like. He's gone, especially,
0: man. <laughs> that <team> sucks. Like
1: <laughs> he's one of those players. Like, well, make that decision when I get there. Right. I don't, I don't want to. Be, he's not even throwing out the fake platitude of, I want to be a Pelican for life. Yes. No. He's
0: gone. If they, if he's there next year and their sub 500 missed the playoff Pelicans, like he is out of there. So,
1: five years <laughs> ago, the, the trend was, I have a free agent in six months and now I have to get rid of him. Yeah. Now it's starting to be, I have a free agent in a 18 and a half. months. I know. It's like, I I know. now I have to plan this far ahead. I know. Because in a year, nobody will will, will say, the Lakers will say, oh, we'll wait till free agency. We'll yeah. just sign him in six months. Yes. But to get him a year and a half early, to pair him with LeBron,
0: like you don't say no to any. Would you offer. freak out if you got Anthony Davis. Who, who, who is there? Anyone in the Lakers? Would you package anyone save for LeBron? Yes. Yes. Anyone, anyone. You would trade Lonzo. Bye. Oh, gone. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It is true. He is like he's that caliber.
1: Yes, the goal is to that one of these players becomes seventy percent of Anthony Davis. You're
0: right. Take.
1: Great point. I think all of them.
0: Gra- oh, take take them, please. I want to slide Stevenson.
1: slide our roster across the table. Be like, <laughs> it's Davis. like yeah, it's like a sushi restaurant. Yes.
0: Pick, pick four. <laughs> it's true. I'm at it. I kind of hope for your sake and just for the nba's sake that Anthony Davis gets traded this year to a contender. Ooh. That would be fun as hell. I would really like
1: to see that. So what's helping us and what's hurting the Pelicans yeah. is one does he have great games and they still lose, which is happening. Yes. Uh, Is the arena kind of sad and like mopey where it's like he's not even having that much fun anymore. I believe it's the Smoothie
0: King Center. (laughs) That's (laughs) a problem. Smoothie King Center. That's
1: a problem. You want to talk about weird lighting in an arena. It always looks (laughs) dim in the Smoothie King (laughs) (laughs) Center. Uh, And then he (laughs) sees how much fun these other teams are having. Like you don't think he sees LeBron on the bench fucking going crazy with his teammates. Of course. You don't think Anthony Davis is going to have more fun
0: it does seem Somewhere like he's else. having
1: exactly zero fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, seriously, like it seems like he's having no fun. And he's not like he's not boogie. He's not a big personality. He's clearly a bit of an introvert, shy guy, yeah. normal man. Yeah. But still, like, I do think you're exactly right, especially with Boogie. He saw Boogie Jump Ship, and it's just like, I uh, I would want to if I were him. And he's not like the Durant
1: where it's like, I don't necessarily want to play with LeBron because I consider him my equal, my adversary. Right. I think he's younger and he looks up to LeBron. I agree. I don't know. I'm just talking as a Laker fan.
0: As a Laker fan, yeah. yeah.
1: If he goes to Boston, I'll be, I'll be really disappointed.
0: Yeah, I could see that happening, though. I wonder why, just because maybe someone, maybe it's probably Bill Simmons, honestly, threw that out, just like wish well, putting it out a in the a team universe. with assets and draft
1: picks and yeah. everything. Like, they have everything. The, it's it's really all dependent on, do the Pelicans start, like, freaking out? Like, listen, we're not going to make the playoffs. Yes. Listen, we're not going to get anything for yes. the uh, Anthony Davis yes. if we just wait even another season. I think that's what will happen. They will trade him. So why not exciting just fucking rebuild the team kind of like deal do what the
0: nuggets did for Melo. like for if i'm losing mellow yeah. why don't you get like four great players and i think then... so i think if the pelicans were smart they would do that and like what lucky team wins <laughs> anthony goddamn davis who is so good here's one other laker question i wanted to ask you do you care if lebron retires a laker do you give a shit like after the four years yeah do, do you do you care about do you care about him finishing his career as a laker
1: no right. i want four more years great so this year plus three more that's enough, LeBron. That's an, yeah. He's he's given us that. Favor. How
0: old will he be at that? Thirty-seven.
1: Yes, not that old. Do you think he'll retire then, or do you think he'll just go back to Cleveland? He hasn't yeah. gotten worse. He, he hasn't he worse. hasn't declined. No. Like once the decline starts, I feel like he has another five. Will years. Will it ever? Will yes. it ever begin? Like Dirk can't even move anymore, and he's still in the NBA. That's true. I, if if LeBron went full decline, I feel like he could play until he's fifty. Yes, yes. <laughs> but like
0: we haven't even reached the apex of his game yet. Yeah, I know. Uh, another surprise has been Dwayne Wade. I was like, oh wow, you are ageless, dude. Like yeah, I watched some of these Dwayne great. Wade highlights. You are still <laughs> killing it, man. He's
1: he's he's the the kind of player is like I've just I've already had a career. Yes, I don't need to yes. scrap. He loves life. He loves life. He's happy. I know. With or without basketball. Yes, exactly. He has a family now. He has a kid. He's he plays just, for fun. He, yeah, uh, he seems like
0: the anti Anthony Davis. Yes, like, exactly. He's just having
1: a great time. Yes. Not necessarily winning
0: or losing. I could see Anthony Davis going to Miami. It's like Miami has that reputation for like bringing on superstars and yeah and like elevating everyone's game yeah like going to that pot rally like spolster world like that's yeah. why LeBron wanted to go there It's like there's a degree of professionalism and just like excellence god I like wonder pat, if, is pat riley sort of in his orbit that I
1: wonder where we are with the Pelicans. are they talking internally about this stuff
0: or yeah like, are they
1: saying like no we can't we can't we can't right can we can we Should unless we?
0: it's unless it's the thing where like do you think new orleans has the cachet it's a cool city new orleans is a fun town do you think they like lockdown da- do you think davis could be the lure that a attracts uh, attracts Durant attracts Paul George attracts another I oh, don't know no. I'm as skeptical as you are yeah I'm as skeptical there's as just you are.
1: something about the New Orleans Pelicans it's dark in that stadium
0: <laughs> it's just, it literally is dim and dark in there will the Pelicans win a championship no <laughs> the New Orleans
1: Pelicans are your NBA finals no champions. Like never. that's not Never. Even if, they had the, even if all the Warriors were on the Pelicans, <laughs> the Pelicans wouldn't win the championship. The stadium's too dark. <laughs> it's too dark, yeah. <laughs> it's too dark. Uh, all right, before you go, let's make a bet. Okay, great. Um, we got some games coming up tonight okay. and tomorrow. Okay. Let me throw out two lines for you that, okay, I, great. that I figure are quite juicy. Okay, cool. One is tonight's game. Okay. The Lakers are only favored by two in Brooklyn.
0: Oh. Do the Nets put up a fight? Yeah, man. Do the Lakers bounce back and destroy the Nets? The Lakers, this is the last game of their East Coast trip. They That's are right. tired. They are, you could tell they are tired. They wilded They were very tired in Washington. In Washington. After and they, destroying in Charlotte. Charlotte, they crushed. They lost by 20 at Washington. That's right. Yeah, I think they bounced back. I think they win tonight by like like a dozen. I yeah. think they win by a dozen. D'Angelo's going to be fired up, though. Yep. D'Angelo's going to be sort yep. of have yeah. his sights on his old team. I again have been a bit of a bandwagon Brooklyn fan this year. I like Jared Aaron, uh, Jared Allen a lot. Didn't but he's really good. Brooklyn is like a little bit sneaky good, and they're also hot as hell. They've won like five in a row. Yep. I think. Yep. I think the Lakers. I think the Lakers win by a dozen.
1: That's great. I think That's the great Lakers to hear. Win by A dozen. Uh, one other game that yes. I think is interesting tomorrow. Yes. San Antonio at Orlando. There's no spread. They're
0: saying this this game, this game is game a coin exist. flip. A <laughs> wow. pickem.
1: No team is favored.
0: Orlando has who wins that game.
1: Orlando might be one of the surprise teams in the NBA. Who's
0: on that team besides, Vuk- besides uh, Vukovich, Vukovich or whatever? Like is who, who is that team? <laughs> Who's on it? Who's who is playing? I mean, like
1: <laughs> Fournier, like oh, yeah. Terrence Ross. Weird uh, man. Yeah. How are
0: they like Mobamba? Mobamba, Isaac, Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, they are a surprise because that team, that roster, like on paper, is weak. But yeah. they're good though. Yeah, they're like at the very least a five hundred team. The Spurs playing at home against the Spurs, who are like
1: one day losing by. Th- 30 one day winning by, like, they lose to the Bulls at home and then they beat the Sixers by 30. By 30. You have no idea what's going on with yeah, the Sixers. Yeah, my Spurs.
0: intuition is to take the Spurs. I just think DeRozan is the best player in that game and like he's really good. But I don't know, man. I don't know much about the magic. I mean, that guy, Vuk- is it Vukovic?
1: Vucevic. I Vucevic. Believe. Yeah. He is
0: also low. Has he ever made an all star team? It's a crime. If no, no, big- no, he has not. He, but that is a crime because he, he is be. like, his stats have been so wild these yeah. past like four or five seasons. Yeah, he is he's just like, like, like a
1: 2010 guy.
0: <laughs> I've never heard his, vo- his human voice. <laughs> like he should be an NBA superstar.
1: <laughs> Like, uh, judging you, by just his Stats. He's in Orlando and has the name Vucevic. He
0: is anonymous. He is, by the way, one of the greatest setters of our era. And just, like, we don't give a shit. Like, no one gives a shit about that guy. Like, he's putting up, like, a Hall of Fame numbers for, like, five seasons in a row. We don't give up. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Like, uh, so,
1: that said, I'm going to go with the Spurs. Spurs. The Spurs. All right. I got a little uh, little um, audio stinger. So. Oh. We're gonna take the Lakers minus two. Yes. Parlay it with the Spurs just to win in Orlando. Yes. We're calling that the buckets
0: <laughs> lock of the
1: week. How about that? <laughs> Wait, what was it? The what of the week? Lock of the week. Lock of the week. Yeah, <laughs> that was Jeffrey's voice made by Daniel, one of our audio interns. I really love that. lock of the week. Do you mind
0: if I heard it just one more time? Let's Can I do just it? hear
1: that, please? Yeah. Now that you know what it is, <laughs> thank you.
0: Lock of the week.
1: The, the final buzzer the Longer end. than my theme song. <laughs>
0: yeah, way longer. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> All right. Lakers Spurs lock of the week. Yep. Follow along with us.
0: Lustig. Thank you for coming I mean, back. This is so fun, man. Thank oh, you for taking notes. As always. I made you do research. Copious notes. It's my, the research is my pleasure to do. That's <laughs> my joy. Uh, anything you want to promote before you get out of here? Um, you were very kind enough on, uh, if I were you, to have Jake Weissman about Bretzen on, who talked about Corporate uh, Season 2, which is coming out January 15. Mm-hmm. Please watch it. Comedy Central.
1: Uh, and I've seen a few of those episodes. And uh, it gets darker. It gets darker. And it gets funnier. Yeah. And it's a it's a great follow-up to season one. Thank you, Amir. Uh,
0: January fifteenth on Comedy Central. And of course the No Podcast. New episodes every Friday on your Headgum Podcast Network. That's how you stick yeah. the way. <laughs> to
1: everyone else, thank you so much for listening. We'll thank be you. back as always next week. That was a Headgum Podcast.